Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today we've got a great credit card malicious compliance story. We'll get to it in a bit, but first, it's not necessary to retighten the screws. Well, if you say so. Context: My boyfriend and I have been living together in our first apartment since September. I started living there in July because my apprenticeship ended earlier than his. Because of that, I already knew the quirks of the apartment before he moved in. The handles of one door slowly come looser and looser over a period of a few weeks. I didn't pay much attention to it until the handle on one side fell off. I managed to fix it, but of course it kept happening. From then on, I retightened the screws on the handles whenever they started to feel a bit too loose. The room to which the store leads is now mainly used by him so I don't notice it immediately when the screws become loose again. When I do notice, I tell him he just needs to retighten them or the handles will fall off. He's the kind of person who will procrastinate as much as possible, and since he hadn't seen the handle fall off, he just thought I'm worrying a bit too much and it would be fine. Until a few days ago, I'd take care of the screws every once in a while when I could see that the handles were very close to falling off again, because it makes me anxious when I don't fix it. So, a few days ago, the handles were once again very close to falling off. I told him so and said he needs to retighten them. He said that it'll be fine, he'll just be careful when using the door. Usually, I'd get my trusty nail file and do it myself, but this time I was too annoyed. Well, less than an hour later, I heard something fall to the floor. Surprise! It was the handle, and I had to open the door from the other side so he could get out. I showed him how to fix it and told him again that he needs to retighten the screws regularly or he won't get out. I think this time he finally understood why I've been so fussy about it. Not sure if this was enough for him to really learn his lesson or not, so I'm curious to see what happens the next time when the screws become loose. Now to be honest, I'm not a very handiwork kind of guy, but would this be solved if they just had a proper screwdriver and like properly tightened that thing down? You know, rather than using a nail file to slowly screw them in a little bit. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories and malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, don't stop cooking till 7. You got it, boss man. Context, I, 20-year-old male, work at a grocery store in the deli department, where we also make fried chicken and wings. This took place on a Friday, as we have daily sales, and for Friday, the wings are on sale. Bucket of wings is $9.99 for 2.5 pounds. The normal price is $17.99 for a bucket. We also sell it by the pound for $8.99, but next to nobody getting wings gets anything but the bucket. I've worked at this store for almost a year and a half now, and this took place a couple of months ago. I show up to work, closing shift, and my manager and store director, aka boss man, are in a bad mood and just got a feeling that later turned out to be true. Why? I don't know. I do my normal things, serving people, making food. Everything was fine till about an hour into my shift. Boss man comes up to me telling me to make wings and don't stop frying till 7. This is something he tells me but only once, and normally when he's leaving, but today he felt telling me what felt like every 15 minutes. 
After a while of him telling me this, my patience was running thinner and thinner and at the same time it got slower and slower. When boss man was leaving he told me, don't stop frying till 7, 4 times within 20 minutes. Once he left, I decided why not do what he says. Over the course of the next hour, I worked extra fast to make as many wing buckets as I can. Please note that at this time it was basically dead in the store. By the time 7 came, I'd finished making all the wings I had available to me at the time, which ended up being 37 buckets. This filled up two and a half shopping carts, far normal than the normal zero to three that are left at the end of the night. The next day I walk into work, get to my department, and within five minutes, boss man comes over to talk to me and asks that I don't make so much next time, to which I respond with a head nod and an okay. Since then, he's not once asked me to keep frying till 7. I'm just sitting here thinking, $9.99 for a two and a half pound bucket? Either these are like the crappiest wings ever, or that's a pretty darn good deal wherever they work. Our next story is a little light reading. About 10 or so years ago, I started in a new job that's quite technical, with lots of technical reference documents that are updated regularly. My manager was the type of guy who would expect his staff to work that little bit extra each day and would make snide comments about you if you had the audacity to leave work on time. Company policy states that if we did work overtime, it had to be submitted within 30 days or it would be denied. He loved being the bearer of bad news if someone missed that deadline and all overtime had to be approved prior by management. Anyway, at my yearly review, he mentioned it wouldn't hurt if I took home a document or two to read over weekends, confirming just an hour of light reading would be quite beneficial. He even noted this as a development opportunity in my review. So I followed his recommendation and would read for an hour each night before bed. He took pleasure in reminding me about it in front of his co-workers and smugly praising me for finally listening to him. Then, just before the 30-day deadline, I submitted my overtime of one hour each night, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, for the last four weeks. He was furious, but knew there was nothing he could do as it was documented in my review. I was directed to do my reading during business hours after that. The kicker? Company policy also states overtime not merged with my normal work hours is paid at a minimum of four hours pay at overtime rates, meaning I got seven hours pay for every hour I read each night. Quite lucrative in the end. I'm wondering if this actually complies with whatever legal requirements there are for reporting overtime. Although I do think requiring you to claim overtime within 30 days seems like a reasonable amount of time. Maybe 60 days would be a little bit better though obviously because if you work like let's say Tuesday and then you do it again Thursday that week it's like having to keep track of all of these individual days and report all of them individually more or less within 30 days it's kind of weird. Our next story is the $12 potato. This happened last night within two or three customers of another malicious compliance happening. Long story short, a man orders a baked potato with everything on it. Here at Mendy's, our baked potatoes can come with bacon, cheese, chili, shredded cheese, sour cream, margarine, etc. I explained as much to the customer, and he was none too happy. Look, when I say everything, I mean everything. Like if you offer it as a topping, I want it on my potato. He then drove on through to the window as I heard him curse my very existence 
enter malicious compliance. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. We made that baby with every topping imaginable. It was like a scene from Willy Wonka, sprinkling crispy onions, squirting honey mustard, slathering mayonnaise, bourbon sauce, and crumbling blue cheese. This potato was a monstrosity, and I would have loved to have seen the customer's face when they tried to eat this thing. I had to settle for the look on the customer's face when we intentionally waited until he was at the window to enter the prices, naming and adding each topping we put on. The cost? $12.86. It was fun to see his eyebrow go up a little more with each ingredient listed. I'm so glad all he ordered was the potato so he could see what he did more clearly. Suddenly his trap was shut and he paid up, snatching his very heavy potato and hitting the road. The works, baby. I just think if you go to a place like this and you know you want a baked potato, you would also just know what you want on it. It is an undoubtedly bold move to roll up to the window and say, yeah, I just want everything on a baked potato. Like, as if that's to be assumed a normal request. Our next story is, no abbreviations whatsoever? Okay, no problem. Recently, my quality assurance has handed down a new policy that we are not to use any abbreviations in our call notes whatsoever. Shorthand is not permitted. I work in a call center taking information for admissions of new medical clients, so the people reading my charts and notes will be medical professionals. The only abbreviations used are those commonly known in the practice, such as IOP, Intensive Outpatient, ASAP, who doesn't know this, and etc. Come on now. So I've adopted their rule to the letter. I wrote every single thing out that would typically be abbreviated. Sometimes the notes require that times be recorded. Example. I set the callback expectation for by 10 a.m. In my most recent scoring, I was marked off for using spelling errors in notes. When I requested a review of my score, my supervisor advised me that writing NT Meridium was what caused me to lose points. I kindly cited the new rule that requires no abbreviations be used. My supervisor stated that he had never heard the term anti Meridium before. I explained what it meant being the long form of the term AM. My score was amended to reflect no error was made. This is like the company equivalent of when your mom got her first smartphone. What's an LOL? And then God forbid you have that moment later on where she texts you and says, I just learned what ROFL means. Our next story is, put that on my personal credit card. Okay. In 2000, I was hired by a company in the construction industry. 
in 2002, they asked me to help start a new division of the company. They are the owners and the general manager. The general manager made it known he had a bug up his butt for me after my first year. Intermittent little digs, flippant attitude, demeaning, etc. Cut to after we get the new division up and running, and I request being able to start a web presence. Ownership is all over the endeavor, while the general manager brushes me off and says, It's your division, do what you want. My division functioned with a separate business name. As I'm purchasing the domain name, my thoughts turn to the mothership and how it has zero web presence. Checked out and lined up the actual two business names and several close permutations so they would be somewhat secure in knowing their business names couldn't be taken out from under them. I go to the general manager and ask for a check from the main company to pay for the domain names and he again brushes me off saying, It's your division, his favorite line, do what you want. You've got a credit card, expense it like anything else. I did start to ask, are you sure you want me to put it on my personal and was curtly cut off. By 2004, my division was running at a 44% profit margin, which netted 750,000 US dollars a year. In the first six months of its existence, I'd already paid back the build out, training, machines, equipment, all the startup and setup. That is how successful this division was. The general manager became jealous of my achievements and tried to seize control over operations, citing he was the general manager of the entire company, whereas prior, it was my division to do what I wanted. Each horn in by him, I would deflect and defend my division. By 2005, I'd had enough and ended up quitting as I heard he was preparing to fire me to fully seize the shiny penny as his own and take all the credit. I planned ahead, saved money, quit and took six months off. It was a spring to fall extravaganza of doing whatever the heck I chose. Good times. Good freaking times. About a year later, I can't remember exactly how long, a charge appeared on my credit card for my former company's domain names. Being for several, the amount stood out like a sore thumb. I called and verified the charge and who or what it was for, and in my conversation with a very nice person they said, Yes, Mr. X, all of these names are registered to you. About three years after I'd left the old company, my phone rings and guess what number pops up on the screen? Oh yeah, I let that go to voicemail. The message was from the bookkeeper asking if I could return their call. Next day, here they try again, but straight to voicemail they go. After a week of messages that were now pleading me to call them back, I returned the bookkeeper's call. Well, the cat came out of the bag and the main company finally decided to build out a web presence and had shelled out a ton of money to do so. Think online catalog, interactive web page, all the things we expect now, but were high tech then and were just coming into functional reality. Lo and behold, when they went to get their beautiful .com up and functioning, their exact name was taken as well as a string of similar ones they could have used had I not snatched them up. The bookkeeper asked me to release the names to them. I indicated that would be very easy to do. It's a simple matter of signing them off, no? They agreed as their anxious web builder had prepped them for the chat with me. I said I'd be happy to turn the keys to the kingdom over to them, but I wanted a few things. Reimbursed for all of the expenses up until that point for owning the domain names, a finder's fee that pissed them off but what can i say i was yelled at to put their domain names on my personal credit card 
and the general manager himself would have to hand deliver the check. That third line item was a sticking point, but dear Mr. Manager was forced to bend the knee. I mean, I certainly wasn't going to budge. General Manager showed up at the appointed place, hands me the check, and barks at me about returning their domain names to them today. He did this so loudly, people in the coffee shop we met at turned and stared. I laughed and said, after the check clears, sure, yeah. He balked and insisted I immediately transfer the names to them as I was holding up the entire show. As I left, I smiled and said, you're to blame here. You yelled at me to put the domain names on my credit card. He was absolutely fuming at this point. I said, besides, I love taking your advice to do what I want. Remember? And I am. See, most people that do this are doing it in a very predatory way where they know a company would probably want that domain at some point and they go and they register it and grab it up before that company can get it. OP was just doing their job and was just doing exactly what they were told to do. God forbid they try to make sure that they get properly compensated for that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 